Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Insider Dave Spadaro. A tough Sunday for the Eagles at Heinz Field. Fans in the stands. And for a good portion of the game, the Eagles went toe-to-toe with the unbeaten Pittsburgh Steelers. Some highlights from the game. Well, let's begin right there. Before we get into the disappointing part and the analysis from Merrill and Mike, let's hear from Merrill and Mike. Miles Sanders makes the big play. 74 yards on a draw play. And he ended up in pay dirt. Third down and nine. Welts really took a blow that time to the midsection. Wentz, on a delay, gives it inside, and running with it is Sanders. He's got a first down and more. 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, (laughs) Miles Sanders. He exploded. Listen. He exploded. It's just an inside zone run, but when Miles Sanders gets to the second level, he makes one guy miss. After that, it's a foot race, and Miles outruns everybody to the house. Other than that carry, though, it was very difficult times for Sanders, who had only six yards on ten other carries as the offense really struggled here. The game was tied 14-all in the second quarter before it all turned around late in the quarter, early into the third period. The Steelers scoring 17 unanswered points to go up 31-14. But then Carson Wentz came back, engineering a seven-play, 75-yard touchdown drive, ending up with this eight-yard completion in the end zone to wide receiver Greg Ward. It is second and goal from the eight. Wentz in the gun, slot to the near side. Ertz to the far side. Wentz back. The rush is coming. Wentz floating in, and it is caught for a touchdown. Greg Ward. Greg Ward watches the floater come into his hands. Wentz, with pressure in his face, yep. showed great touch, hitting Greg Ward for the touchdown, and he beat Joe Hayden. And then very early in the fourth quarter, a 10-play, 80-yard drive, 5 minutes, 27 seconds, culminating Wentz to the rising star, who we'll talk more about, Travis Fulgham, and suddenly the Eagles were in a ball game. Oh, my God, he's back. He's looking. He is firing. Touchdown! Guess who? Travis Fogum! And then it got even better for the Eagles as Duke Riley and Nathan Gary forcing an Eric Ebron fumble. The Eagles took possession. Six minutes, 19 seconds left. Their own 45-yard line. They got into Pittsburgh territory, and it looked good for a while, but the Eagles could not convert on the third down. And then Jake Elliott missing a 57-yard field goal. Pittsburgh came right back with the ensuing possession and a 35-yard touchdown pass from Ben Roethlisberger to Chase Claypool, who had four scores on the day, three receiving the ball and one running the Eagles defense, giving up 38 points, unable to get off the field in this one, unable to get to Ben Roethlisberger in this game, a tough one for the Eagles. Some numbers for you before we get some reaction and analysis here. Defensively, it was a struggle once again for the Eagles defense, which just hasn't put it all together here. 11 of 15 on third downs for the Steelers. Roethlisberger only sacked one time, 27 of 34, 239 yards, three touchdown passes, a passer rating of 125-4. And the Eagles defense giving up big plays once again to wide receivers in the run game. 
Ray-Ray McLeod, a 58-yard run. Claypool had his touchdown run. The Steelers gaining 136 on the ground against the Eagles. That is not good enough. Let's begin in the locker room with Doug Peterson uh, in the postgame area anyway, uh, who talked about his decision to go for the Jake Elliott field goal. He says he stands by that call. Here is the best of Doug Peterson postgame. Um, just a, an opportunity. I mean, felt felt comfortable where we were on the field, obviously. Um, you know, it was a tough situation to be, you know, in that fourth and long situation there and, and um, you know, well within Jake's range uh, to kick the field goal. And, and um, yeah, that was it. It was just a great route. It was a double move um, uh, with a with a with a receiver, you know, obviously on a linebacker, and um, they caught us in in the um, I think in a in a two deep look at that point, and just uh, just a double move on uh, on Nate. It was it was tough, you know, tough tough call there, but uh, well executed by them for the uh, for the score. Yeah, until I until I look at the tape, it's hard to really comment again on. Uh, I can I can give you a better update tomorrow. Well, listen, we rely on all our guys, not just one. Um, and uh, you know you win as a team and you lose as a team. I thought I thought he played well, played tough, um, made some great catches, big third downs for us. You know it was really good to see from uh, from him and and um, you know but uh, you know again he's he, he's one guy that that uh, you know can can really help our offense and he, he had a good game today. But uh, you know we didn't do enough to win. Yeah, I don't know. I mean obviously we know defenses uh, you know know exactly where he's going to be and and uh, they'll. Uh, usually put a put a put a uh, uh, a corner or safety uh, sometimes double him uh, they give him a lot of respect you know it's something that too I think I think he's got to look he's got to look at uh, you know um, himself as we all do and and uh, we, we just got to keep working we got to keep fighting and uh, we gotta as coaches we got to find ways to you know get him get him uncovered so that we can uh, we can use him a little bit more and, and we know Carson feels comfortable with him and um, just got to keep working. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that he has, you know, the skill and ability. It is great to see again today, and um, you know, it's just something that we've got to, we've got to, you know, sustain it each week. And uh, he had the big catch, you know, out in San Francisco, and then he had some big catches today. And you know, it's just something we got to continue to build on and and uh, and get all our all our skill guys, you know, in that position. So. I know. I know our quarterback feels, you know, feels comfortable with him, and and uh, they work extremely hard during the week, and it uh, it showed with them today. Yeah, you know, we knew going in. I mean, this is a pressure team. Uh, they got they got five guys that, that really uh, can put pressure. I, I really thought overall um, the guys the guys played well. You know, Lane Johnson before he got knocked out, you know, with the injury, and, and Driscoll came in. I thought they did really right up until I think at the end there where. Uh, Bud Dupree came around the, the left side and and uh, got the sack, but I thought they held up well. You know, it's a, it's a it's a great, it's a good run defense. So you know, obviously, you know, to to run the ball is is tough. We had the we had the nice uh, draw for the touchdown, which was good. But I thought overall they played they played well. Um, you know, we'll evaluate it. You know, here in the next couple of days. But um, yeah, held up nice. Um, yeah, you know, until I can really evaluate. I mean, you're asking questions that. Uh, that, that sometimes you don't know until you really go back and study the tape and watch the tape because, you know, there were some times – I'm sure there were times when, you know, you can get the ball out of your hand. I think there were times when guys were covered up. I think, you know, some pressure sacks. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit of everything, but until I can evaluate the film, it's hard to answer the question. That's a great reflection on how good the Pittsburgh defense is against the run. 
Well, uh, the, the one thing that, you know, I, I would say is, you know, we can't, we can't make mistakes like jumping off sides. I mean, that, that, that I think helped them stay on the field a couple times on third downs where we had some third and longs, gave them some third and shorts, third and mediums, you know, th- those types of things really hurt you when, when we do that. And those are mental mistakes that we got to clean up. And, you know, that starts in practice each week, uh, focusing on that. But, you know, um, they're, they're really good at, at, at rub routes, at pick routes. And, uh, you know, they got us today on a couple of those and stayed on the field. So, you know, um, it's, it's a little bit of both. We, we gave them some opportunities by the penalties and then, of course, their, their execution on offense. Carson Wentz, a solid game, 20 of 35, 258 yards. He was sacked five times, though. Makeshift offensive line got even more makeshift when Lane Johnson went out of the game with that ankle injury that just has not been able to heal up enough for him. But Wentz getting things going with Travis Fulgham, 10 catches, 152, and a touchdown. The first time since 2014 that an Eagles wide receiver had more than 10 catches, or at least 10 catches, and more than 150 yards. Jeremy Macklin did that in 2014. Let's hear from Wentz in his post-game teleconference. Yeah, I mean, the first interception, that's unfortunate. I mean, he, he ran into the, the linebacker there that was dropping, you know, I don't know if it was ICT or, or what. Um, but that's a, it's a timing throw, timing route, and when he runs into the linebacker, it's kind of a tough break, and um, got to live with that one. But um, as far as the targets and, and everything with him, um, it's one of those things I'm not worried about just because as far as chemistry goes, I feel great with Ertz. I mean, I've, I think we've showed that over the years and, um, it was just, that was the type of day it was today. Um, and, and really last week, but, uh, I still feel confident that he's going to get open. He's going to get his going forward and, um, you know, we can be better there. Yeah. I mean, I think first of all, he's, he's a beast. I mean, he showed up today and showed really last week the, the two big plays he had, they, they weren't a fluke. Um, the kid, kids, a, he's a baller. Um, and he made a lot of big plays and. Um, you know, I was really proud of him and pumped for him. And, you know, as far as chemistry with him versus other guys, I mean, I feel great with all these guys. And, um, you know, his number got called a lot more today just because he was in the right position and um, he made some great plays. I mean, you definitely notice it, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I go where the, the defense dictates that I go with the ball. Um, and, you know, he was in the right spot for a lot of those. And, um, you know, a couple play action passes were designed for him and everything. So, um, yeah, he had the hot hand today, but again, it, it kind of just the way the defense, you know, the way it was flowing today. And um, like I said, he made some some great plays. He's a heck of a player, and we're going to keep building on that. Yeah, I thought offensively, um, you know, obviously not the end result that we wanted. Um, left a, a handful of plays out there, but um, I think offensively we did some good things. You know, we, we got a good rhythm going. We converted a lot of third downs. Um, came up short, obviously not what we want and, and how we want to finish, but um, there's some things we can definitely build on, and getting into a rhythm today definitely helped us. Yeah, just didn't make enough plays, plain and simple. They made they made some good plays on the defense. We just came up short, and uh, you know, hats off to them. We got we got to execute better and finish the game better, and we just didn't. Martin, and then to McManus. Hey Carson, um, when when you guys were down by 31 to 14, uh, you just thrown the interception and everything. I mean. Yeah, stay tough, stay resilient, and you know we knew that we knew we had some good things going offensively. The interception was kind of just a tough break, um, how it played out. So we knew we were still capable of moving the ball against that defense, and I think um, the O line did a great job of of kind of setting the tone. And um, we asked a lot of them, you know, against a really good front over there. And um, you know, I, I thought we, we did a good job of sustaining some drives and everything. But um, again, just not the the end result we were looking for. 
Yeah, I mean, first of all, I got to watch the tape. I got to watch the tape. But, um, you know, I walk away frustrated with the loss and where we're at right now, but, you know, encouraged by some of these younger guys stepping up and making plays. And um, obviously we've been depleted a little bit with injuries up front, a receiver, at, you know, a lot of positions. And, and guys have stepped up and done a great job. I mean, we've talked a lot about Travis and what he did stepping up. A lot of the young O-linemen um, are getting their opportunity out there and are doing a great job. So I'm encouraged that we can keep building on this. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll find a way to keep turning this thing around. Yeah, I wasn't involved in, in that. You know, I trusted Coach and Coach Fipp, uh, the special teams coach, to, to make that call. And we had a lot of faith in Jake to, to get that one through, I guess. And, um, you know, that's just the, way it ha just the way it happened. Yeah, I mean, again, we got to watch the tape, but I think there's some things to be encouraged about from today. Um, we're so close. We're so close. Um, you know, finishing some drives offensively, taking care of the football. The defense is so close, you know. Uh, last week they, they had some some big turnovers and things and it's right there you know we're right there and uh, we're playing against some good football teams and we can get this thing turned around and I'm confident that we will yeah I mean we're, we're frustrated don't get me wrong you know this is not where we wanted to be not where we expected to be um, we have high expectations for for ourselves around here but um, guys are going to be you know critical of themselves and, and take accountability to where they can you know really improve and help this team get better and um, you know I have all the confidence in the world in the coaching staff and, and the players to to fix the little things, and we'll get this thing going. And from Fulgham, we hear the Q&A, the entire press conference here. He had fans in the stands, his family, and he had a breakout game. He is the Eagles' go-to wide receiver all of a sudden. Hey, Travis, I know you're obviously disappointed you guys didn't get a win, but kind of a breakout game for you. Uh, do you feel like you've kind of shown the league that you belong and what you can do? Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to do what I can, you know, if Carson throws me the ball, just come down and come down with it and make the play. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't enough to get the win, but uh, we'll keep building on it. Yeah, um, Travis, how were, how were you able to build that chemistry with uh, Carson in such a short time, going back to last week and then coming into this week's game? Uh, whenever we have free time, you know, before, uh, during practice or after practice, we're working on it, working on our chemistry. You know, Carson's a great quarterback. He's putting the ball on the money, and I'm just coming up with the play. Uh, Travis, can you explain what happened on the third and five uh, slant that you ran? ran at, uh, did you think you could have had that, or did you feel like the, the hands were uh, from the defender were in on you before the before the ball got there? No, I, ab I absolutely should have made that play. That's on me. I should have came up with that play, you know, to continue to drive and hopefully give the team the win. We have time for two more, so we'll go Ed and then Les. Uh, Travis, look, you know, you, you were open on a few uh, receptions, and you also made some pretty – contested catches um to get open I, I mean is it your route running or is it uh you know do you work better against zone or man I mean what was working for you to get open today um I'm just being in the right spot at the right time coach is calling to play great plays and I'm just executing last one here with Les Travis did you have family in the stands today uh, you threw the ball up after that one touchdown but you just threw it up in the air you didn't give it to anybody or anything so I was wondering yeah, uh, that's something I regret. I probably should have kept that touchdown ball. Hopefully, my fam, my fam, <clears throat> my family was there. Uh, mom, dad, and my sister. Um, but yeah, I probably should have saved that ball and gave it to him. Safety Rodney McLeod explains what happened on the Claypool touchdown, and in general, some of the challenges the Eagles' defense faced on this Sunday in Western Pennsylvania. Hey, Rodney, thanks for taking the time today. We'll get started here with Mike Sielski and Zach Berman. 
I'll jump in. I think I think Mike said I should jump in here. Uh, Rodney, um, on that third down touchdown, the, the last one by by Chase Claypool, were you supposed to help in coverage, or was Nate supposed to be one on one against Chase? Uh, so it was quarters. Uh, so you know, fifty four coverage. Uh, my guy, you know, I'm responsible too. He goes vert. Uh, try to get back uh, to help Nate on that play. Uh, it's an empty set, and so um, bent it away, and uh, they made a good play. Uh, Ben obviously checked to it once he's seen us um, in that particular coverage uh, quarters and uh, make good throw, good catch. You said me, Allie? Yep. Hey, Rod. Uh, uh, you guys have been pretty successful on third down coming into this game, I think. Sixth in the league overall. Uh, today it didn't work out uh, on third downs. Was there any theme to that? No, we just uh, didn't execute well. Uh, that was a point of emphasis coming into this game, every game, honestly, uh, defensively. If you know we want uh, to have an opportunity to win the game, we have to perform well in third down, red zone, and turnovers. Those situations matter. And uh, we came up short today. Uh, a lot of that, some of it had a little bit to do with first, second down, but a lot of it was self-inflicted, uh, whether it was penalties or um, us just, uh, like I said, not executing on the way that we have in the past. Paul and then Martin Frank. Yeah, Rodney, uh, on the same theme about third downs, it looked like Ben was, I mean, Ben didn't have an incompletion on third down. Looked like he was throwing a lot of quick stuff in front of you guys. Uh, is that essentially what he was doing? Yeah, uh, they understood, you know, we're typically in man, uh, that they took advantage of that. Uh, you know, Ben is a very experienced quarterback. He's seen a lot. Uh, and, you know, they had a way, a uh, plan on how they wanted to attack us, uh, running some shade plays out of bunches, a uh, quick game uh, to eliminate the pass rush. So uh, we had to look at the film, man, and understand how teams are going to try to attack us uh, with us running a lot more man this year uh, and be prepared for it. Martin and then Nick Fierro. Hey, Rodney, were you kind of surprised to see a linebacker and Nate Jerry, like, trying to cover Claypool there on that last TD? It, it was tough. Uh, like I said, they came out in, in an empty set, and uh, it was a great call versus the coverage that we had. Uh, ideally, would we like Nate to be on a receiver? No. We would prefer, you know, a defensive back. But that was the uh, call that was made defensively, and uh, they checked to a, a good play. We have time for two more, so we'll go Nick and then Jeff. Um, just kind of uh, sticking with that, Ronnie, you mentioned uh, – Quarters coverage uh, was um, was Nate one of the guys you know one of the guys in quarters? Um, wouldn't you normally have four D backs in that? I'm not understanding. It's it's a it's empty. Uh, so we have certain rules in empty sets uh, where you know certain individuals are responsible uh, for you know individuals uh, on that play. Uh, everybody's you know responsible. Typically, corners responsible for one, say he's responsible for two. And empty sets, uh, it kind of falls on, you know, Nate in that situation. Uh, but like I said, it, it's a tough play for, for Nate. Uh, going against a, a receiver like Claypool, uh, who's had a, a, a great day versus, I mean, versus, you know, us as a defense and us as defensive backs. Uh, but like I said, Ben saw it, um, and we have to live with that play. Last question here with Jeff. 
Sorry, uh, Ronnie, not to bemoan this play, but so were, were they in 11 personnel? They were in 01. There's a tight end to the two receiver side, a receiver, and three receivers to the right. And typically, you guys do match up. They ran well, you the, had, the same. You had dime out there? They were in the same formation. Huh? Yeah. And you guys had dime out there to match it? Yeah, we had, we had uh, I think, dollar out on the field. But in that package, there's still a, a linebacker present. There's one backer, and that's, that's always Nate. That's typically the, the, the package that you use to cover that personnel. I mean, the two plays before we were in man, we decided to go zone on, the le on that third down play. That's Thanks. the difference. Thanks, Rodney. And finally, from the players, Brandon Graham asked flat out, is this a good football team? Graham's answer, yes, we are. We've got a lot of football season to go. I do think we're a good team. You know, we we can, you know, just think of how crazy it could have got. You know, we we came out, we rallied, we got a turnover, uh, we started to get things going. We put ourselves at a position where we kick, we we make a field goal, we go up. You know what I'm saying? And you know, the fight in us, we never quit. You know, and so um, I feel like the self-inflicted wounds, we can, we we got to get better on that. That's that's no excuses on that on our part. We we messed that up. We we blew it. You know, we blew our chances. But I do know we a good team. Coach keeps us together. You know, us as, you know, leaders on this team, we keep us together. We just come to work. But some of the self-inflicting wounds got to stop because we got to get started because we can't just keep on making the same same excuses. And um, I think, um, you know, we, 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 are, we are heading in a good direction. We just got to make, we just got to believe that. All right, as the Eagles go to 1-3-1 one, and one time now to bring in the radio team, Merrill and Mike, as they – Discuss the three of us here a little Q and A ten minutes or so. What's going on with this football team at one three and one? When you come back from a seventeen point deficit and pull within two points, uh, where you can't finish the job. Well, on the other hand, there were certainly positives in the game. One of the biggest positives was the leadership I think displayed by Carson Wentz, who really came up big time and time again. Never lost his cool. One interception, and I'm not even sure that was his fault, but he did a lot of things well, and I thought he was every inch the quarterback you want him to be. Mike, the Eagles' uh, defense really struggled. What did you see from Jim Schwartz's group? Well, I thought they played hard, especially early in the game. But the problem is when you can't get to Big Ben, when you can't hit him, affect his throw, uh, any more than they, they did today, it's hard to stop that offense. And, um, you know, you look at these young guys that he has at, at receiver, and especially Claypool, uh, the, the amount of times they were able to get the ball to him, uh, get the ball to him in space, I thought they gave him way too much cushion on the outside. You know, he's a big guy who was able to you know, impose his will, push people around. Um, and when you're not able, as I said, to affect Ben and his throwing, uh, you're going to have problems against that offense. Mike, are you concerned big picture with this defense? Um, I'd say there's concern for this entire football team, Dave. It's not just the defense. I think the defense has its issues. Um, certainly you, you want – you know, I, I watched how Duke Rowley played today, and I thought he made a lot of plays. I think he had 10 or 11 tackles, and he had the uh, forced fumble. Um, you, you get spotty play here and there from the linebacker, but that is a position that I think needs to give more to this defense. Um, but it's not just the defense. I, I just think this football team, they're, they're real concerns. 
Merrill, uh, let's talk about Carson Wentz. I thought it might have been his best game of the year. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he still put up uh, all those points. He still put up 29 points on the board. I thought he did a great job. Uh, I also think it's a revelation where all of a sudden, and starting last week, somebody the name, by the name of Travis Fogum, who I said on the air was a gift from the football gods, has stepped on the field, and if you didn't know anything about him, and somebody said, hey, I want you to see the Eagles' number one draft choice, this rookie from Old Dominion, you could believe him because he takes over, and he makes every catch. He knows, he knows how to go up for a ball. He possesses himself. He's got great hands. He is a gem. This is not a flash in the pan. I think this guy is going to entrench himself on this roster as a starting wide receiver. Mike, do you agree with that? And would you start Travis this point on, just regardless of what happens with Alshon and Deshaun, just work with this young guy? Well, I think he's proven that he can play in this league. And, you know, I don't know if when you got everybody healthy, if he's the guy that you go with as a starter, but he seems to have a pretty good rapport with Carson Wentz. And I think it begins there. And if Carson's comfortable with him, then I would say, Absolutely, because he's productive. Uh, this is a defense. I mean, that's that's one of the better defenses they're going to play. And against those cornerbacks, uh, he was able to get open and get open repeatedly. It wasn't just like a flash and it happened and didn't happen again. Over and over, as he ran routes against that secondary, he found himself open. Mike, a couple more. I've got. I hate to keep bringing it to the defense, but the Eagles seem to be getting hurt by misdirection. Uh, wide yes. receivers, wide receivers are, are running the football, jet sweeps, all that kind of action. Why is that happening? And Dave, they're going to see more of that. And it, it's because they're able to get this defense out of position. So this is a defense that likes to get up the field. They like to, the big guys up front, they get up field, and then the second level, they fill in those gaps. Well, if you can get them going laterally, and which is what teams have been able to do, um, they're able to gas them, and especially out on the edges. They're not a team that's really good at setting the edge, turning the plays back to the inside, back into the help. And all of the teams around the National Football League, they watch that. They copy one another, and the Eagles are going to see that more and more until they're able to stop it. And right now, they haven't proved that they can stop it. Merrill, 1-3-1. Uh, and one. Um, How do you think Doug Peterson responds to this game? I thought Doug Peterson did a good job. I mean, he had this team as motivated as you possibly could be motivated. They played with a lot of heart, but as Mike and I said on the broadcast, you win or you lose, and your record is what what you are, and they're a one-three-and-one football team. One other thing that really concerns me, Dave, and it really concerns me, one of the toughest guys on this team, a guy who plays hurt, who plays pain, who does everything he possibly could do to stay out there can't because he's facing injuries time and time again to his ankle, and that is Lane Johnson. Without Lane Johnson, this offensive line really has a major problem. Yeah, both he and Darius Slave did not finish the game. We'll get updates later in the week on that one. Is Mike, is this a game you build off, or is this a game that you go, hey, we really have some serious areas that we have to address? Well, I think you you have to be able to teach from this game because you know there are some 
to me, some issues that stick out. And so for the coaching staff, they have to be able to teach from this game. But it's, you know, and you can build on the fact that against the number one defense, they were able to move the ball. There are some things that I thought were done real well on the offensive side. And you have to just try and build on that. What are the areas that concern you, Mike? And which, which offense, defense, where you want me to go? You go wherever <laughs> you want because there's a lot to be concerned about. Well, David, really begins with the fact that something that you can't fix, you've got a lot of guys that are injured. So you've got a makeshift offensive line. Merrill mentioned it. When Lane Johnson goes down, it makes it even more difficult for Carson Wentz. So when, when you're in that situation, Carson has to understand a time clock, it's just sped up a little bit. you got to get the ball out a little bit sooner. Um, the coaching staff, they have to understand what they're dealing with and try – as best they can, as they always say, of putting these guys in the best position where they can be successful. And you have to understand who's on the field, who you're playing against, and the limitations of the guys that you are putting onto the field. Yeah. Well, guys, I appreciate it very much. I really like the way they came back from 17 down, but I don't want to be 17 points down. I guess that's kind of where I'm going with that. Get a lead and keep yeah. it. This team. Just, I, I agree with you. This, this team doesn't doesn't take momentum and hold on to it. It's bizarre. Well, they they have some positives. They have a terrific young running back in Miles Sanders, who showed that once again today. Went back to his hometown and scored a couple of touchdowns. I think we saw the elevation of Carson Wentz, who is starting to look more and more like the quarterback we know he can be. So I think um, it's it's not over. It's a long season. And each week I say, well, if they beat so-and-so, this can propel them forward. And I never meant that more authoritatively than I do about next week's game. If they can knock off Baltimore at the link, they have the Giants coming up. And in this division, they can get right back on track. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great night. All right, Dave. Take care. Yep. Thank you. That will do it for this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Dave Spadaro, Eagles Insider, with you. Eagles have to get ready for another big one on Sunday. The Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson coming to town. It doesn't get any easier for Philadelphia. Good news, the NFC East remains wide open. Thanks for joining, everyone. Thanks to Peter Kelly, Ray Doyle, and Trevor Hayes for all of their work. And thanks to all of you for joining each and every week. I'm Insider Dave Spadaro. Have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-A.